Jesus has called you to be part of the mission to proclaim the gospel to our world. Now, when you walk in obedience to that call, that will bring opposition. But as you persist in proclaiming Christ, you'll find that it's not only your duty, but also your joy. The example of the New Testament apostles illustrates this point. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Today, Stephen Davey has a lesson for you called Standing Before the Supreme Court. As we continue to sail through Acts chapter 5, we're going to find out today that the next 24 hours represented in this, in this portion of the chapter are going to include a lot of drama. And that's because thousands of people throughout Jerusalem are, are defecting from Judaism. They're openly professing their faith in the resurrection of Jesus, whom they're now claiming as their resurrected Messiah. We read about the amazing progress that's taking place in the church. Uh, Here in verse 12, many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And this is all taking place, by the way, in public view. The Bible says here, they were all together in Solomon's portico. Now, that was an area along the east side of the temple enclosure with columns supporting a roof that provided shade. Jesus had had taught uh, in the same place. Now, after the sudden death of, of those two hypocrites, Ananias and Sapphira, we're told here in verse 13 that, that many people don't dare to join them. They're not about to go to church over there where there's this holy standard of living and evidently a holy God living among them. Yet verse 14 says, more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Isn't this ironic? Yes, accountability to holy living and the worship of of a holy God, well, it, it might keep some people away. But at the same time, it acts like a magnet drawing others to the truth they intuitively know in their hearts. Now, the apostles aren't watering down the truth to drive the numbers up. They're they're not interested in building a crowd here. They're involved in, in building a church. And there's a vast difference between a religious crowd and the true church. And and now to add to the drama here in Jerusalem, imagine all of these all of these signs and wonders taking place from the hands of of the apostles. And Peter in particular is referenced here, and we're told that many who were sick were carried out into the streets so that even Peter's shadow might fall upon them, if you can imagine that. During this transitional period between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, the message preached by the apostles is wonderfully validated by these signs and miracles that only God could perform through these men. Verse 16 tells us that people were coming from all around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. By the way, keep in mind, it had nothing to do with how great their faith was or if they had any money to offer as a seed gift. No, it was all a matter of who God was. And as God gave his apostles 
this special power. He reinforced their preaching in the name of the risen Savior. Well, you can imagine the high priest and the religious leaders, you know, they're, they're supposed to be guardians of the law, but they're really only interested in guarding their careers, so they're not too happy about this. Verse 17 tells us the high priest rose up and all who were with him, that is in the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. Now, don't miss their motive here. They're losing their popularity. With every new convert to Jesus, they're watching their power over the people in Judaism slip away. So, they have the 12 apostles. Well, we're going to throw them in jail. Maybe that'll settle things down. Oh, no. Watch this here in verse 19. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. Verse 21 says, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. I got to tell you, beloved, God has a sense of humor here. The high priest and the Sadducees didn't believe in miracles or the existence of angels. So what does God do? He sends an angel to open the prison doors miraculously. Well, that morning before the Sanhedrin can can eat their cornflakes, somebody tells them the apostles aren't in prison. They're, They're down there preaching in the temple. So the apostles are quickly arrested again, and this time brought right into the court of these 70 religious leaders. And the high priest says to them here in verse 28, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now, he's bringing two charges against the apostles. First, he says they're disobeying the command to stop preaching about Jesus. Well, that's true. Everybody knows about Jesus now in Jerusalem. The second charge is this. You intend to bring this man's blood upon us. In other words, you're trying to pin the crucifixion of Jesus on us. You're making us look bad. What hypocrites. Earlier, at their urging, the crowd had called for the death of Jesus. In fact, they had said these exact words, his blood be on us, meaning they're they're taking responsibility for his death. Well, now with, with those charges delivered, Peter, who's the current apostolic spokesman, that's going to later shift to the apostle Paul. Peter says here in verse 29, we must obey God rather than men. In other words, they disobeyed the Sanhedrin because the court demanded disobedience to God. And beloved, whenever you have to make a choice, obey God rather than man. Well, now Peter answers the second charge here in verse 30. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior. So Peter's effectively saying here, with, with quite a bit of bravery, by the way, you know, don't, don't sit up there and try to tell us you had nothing to do with the death of Jesus. We, we all know what you did. We know what Herod and Pilate did. We, we know what the mob did under your approval. We know what those Roman soldiers did on their own. But, but you have blood on your hands. But I want you to know, uh, Peter doesn't stop with that. He declares that the death of Christ— and his resurrection, was all a part of God's 
plan. He says here in verse 31 that Jesus as Savior can give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. In other words, his blood shed on the cross can wash away the blood on their hands. So Peter is issuing the Supreme Court an invitation. Believe in Jesus, and he'll wash that blood off your hands. He'll forgive your sins, even the sin of conspiring to kill him. Well, the Sanhedrin with that, you can just imagine, just explodes with fury here in verse 33. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. They're not interested, beloved, in an invitation to believe in Jesus. They want an execution for those who followed Jesus. Now, at this point, a respected member of the Sanhedrin speaks up here in verse 34. He, he dismisses the apostles to another room so the court can you know, kind of settle down and talk it over. His name is Gamaliel, and he's a member of the Pharisees' section of the Sanhedrin. His, his wise advice, frankly, rings true to this day. He says here in verse 35, Take care what you are about to do with these men. In fact, Gamaliel goes on to remind them of two men in recent history who'd gathered followers and led revolts only to be killed and have their movements disappear. So Gamaliel applies this, this history lesson here in verse 38. Keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You you might even be found opposing God. Well, the council takes his advice and releases the apostles. But verse 40 tells us uh, only after beating them and charging them again to remain silent. And, well, how do the apostles respond? Do they turn around and try to sue the Sanhedrin? Do they demand a public apology? Do they turn their followers into activists to to yell a little louder? No. Here's the example, and, and beloved, we still need this example today. Verse 41, then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ, that is the Messiah, is Jesus. You notice where they're preaching again? Not only from house to house, but in the temple all over again. Well, I got to tell you, Gamaliel was right. 2,000 years later, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, where are they? They're gone. Where's the church? Oh, it's alive and well. Why? Because the church is indeed the work of God. Well, until next time, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, and he called today's lesson, Standing Before the Supreme Court. This is the Wisdom Journey. Stephen is teaching through the entire Bible with a new lesson each weekday. 
Stephen is the president of Wisdom International. From the very beginning of this ministry, he said that we are empowered by prayer. We're convinced that that's true. Our desire is to provide Bible teaching resources that are faithful to Scripture. As you listen each day, the Holy Spirit takes the truth of His Word and uses it to bring about true and lasting change in your life. Because life change is something only God does, it requires prayer. I invite you to join our global prayer team and pray for us. Each week, we post what we call Prayer for the Nations. Our Bible teaching is currently accessed in over 150 countries. Each week, we pray for one of those countries, and I invite you to join us. To learn more, visit wisdomonline.org forward slash prayer. Do that today, then join us back here next time to continue your wisdom journey.